Welcome to The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane, a career podcast for adults involved with teens navigating life after high school. We help you help your teens make informed education and career decisions by providing quality information and resources. Join us for weekly bite-sized conversations covering various aspects of careers, including insights from professionals in different fields. New episodes available every week at theoneaboutcareers.com. All right, gang, welcome back to The One About Careers. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about working conditions. Where do working conditions fall into career conversations? Sarah Jane, I would love to know where this comes up for you because for me, it almost never does. I'm the one who kind of has to bring it up when people go, oh, there's working conditions involved. So I would be really interested to know what um, what that conversation sounds like with your clients. First of all, I think there are two, condi- two different types of work conditions. I think there are things that people naturally think about right now. You know, the hot topics are, do you have to go into an office or actually show up at a location for work? Do you work four days or five days? Do you get paid for five days? Um, how much mental health days do you get? Those sort of things, which to me are more, some of those have to do with salary. Um, but I, there are other things about work conditions, which I think you're right. We don't talk a lot about, and they're important. Like how loud is a work environment? Like there are some shops that are super loud. Um, how dirty is it? How um, how dangerous is the work? Uh is it with people or machines? Are those machines new or old? Those sort of very tangible parts to working conditions that we rarely talk about. Um, I And I'm curious about, as you said, first of all, you don't, you have to bring those things up. Are, so working conditions, when does it come up? I think... It, you know, honestly, lots of those pieces I just talked about never come up. It's the first part, honestly, that comes up with regards to um, what I would call more the intangibles of working conditions. And yet the actual working conditions, <laughs> the real day-to-day, minute-to-minute, are the things that are so critical to people. They are. So how you said you bring them up, are those Mm -hmm. the things that we're talking about? Or are you thinking of other things? Um, It's, it's all of the stuff you're talking about. And it's, it's so interesting to me because I think, especially with youth, we have this tendency to talk about careers in a vacuum. We talk about job titles. Um, We might talk about organizations or industries, but, you know, we have these conversations with kids about, you know, you're going to be this paramedic who saves lives but we don't talk about like you're on call for 24 hours you're you know it's very high stress you're going to see stuff that's traumatic it's you're going to be involved in scary situations like we don't talk about those kinds of things it's people focus on the well you're a paramedic you save lives and that's just one aspect of the job and that's I mean that's a pretty dramatic example but I think too you know 
when you don't have a lot of work experience, which is obviously true for most of our younger people, they don't think about things like, would they prefer to work by themselves? Would they prefer to be in a small team or on a large team? Would they prefer a big open workspace or do they need to have, you know, focused thinking time? And I find with my clients, like those are questions I ask about when they're doing projects at school. You know, are you somebody who you can do your homework sitting on your bed with the stereo blasting? It doesn't bother you. I just said stereo. Oh, my God. Anyway, with the music cranked. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. And, um, you know, and that doesn't bother you and you're totally fine. Or are you the person who needs to be at a desk with the lamp? Absolute silence. If you know that stuff about yourself already in high school, that's a pretty good indicator of the kind of work environment and also the types of work that would suit you. Um, and those are things we absolutely don't talk about. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, imagine um, an electrician, the job of an electrician. So let's imagine the job of the electrician in downtown Toronto, as opposed to um, most of the locations you and I tend to be in, which are tend to be a little more rural, not quite as challenging. Like, just think about parking your truck. And it seems like such a bizarre thing to be talking about. Um, and and I don't know in 10 years if people are actually going to have to park a truck because maybe all the vehicles are, you know, automated and I don't know, they go and hover somewhere. There's like a hover space. I don't know. Um, but for now, you know, it is one of the things that I think can be just navigating traffic because it isn't, yes, I'm electrician, but there's another piece to it. You know, as an electrician, you're going to go into people's homes, potentially. You're going to go into people's businesses, depending, again, on what kind of electrician you are. And what do those homes look like? How are you, um, how do you access them? Is Are you having to lug your equipment? Because you may very much have to lug your equipment. You may have to lug your equipment up and down stairs, depending on um, the um the building, you know, it because some there are lots of apartment buildings might only be three flights, but you're going to haul your stuff up and you're going to haul it down. So those are things that we don't necessarily talk about and can impact day to day world. And I'm always fascinated when, because sometimes I think, as you said, we paint this this picture about um, paramedics a great example because. Um, uh, one of my daughter's friends is a paramedic, and the the thing that has surprised her most is the living conditions of lots of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shocking. What about the four hours you have to sit in emergency waiting for someone to be admitted? Like, there's nothing exciting about that. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to be on again because um, you're going to someone's house like that, that veritable and adrenalation and adre I can't even talk it's no it's cool it's just a podcast you don't need to talk there you go <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> um how that goes like what about the paperwork piece so mm -hmm. that's another piece yeah again sort of going to another topic yeah it's um it's interesting because I found since the pandemic a really common conversation I'm having more with like the older crowd that I, older, I put this in air quotes, crowd that I work with. So like your mid to late twenties, it's very much shifted. Um, and I had sort of this discussion going on LinkedIn uh, recently 
where people are not interested in hustle culture, you know, where maybe a generation ago it would have been, you know, get in there and and climb the ladder and do your best work a hundred percent of the time and hustle, hustle, hustle. And then even kind of a push into have your day job, but also do a thing on the side and whatever. And it's like something in the pandemic flipped a lot of things, but in our younger workers, our Gen Z workers who are going into the workforce now, um, it's very much like, you know what? I want a job that I reasonably like, working with people I reasonably like. And at five o'clock on Friday, I want to shut it off and not think about it again until Monday morning. And that's another piece to look at too. Like in terms of, I mean, you touched on it in terms of, do you have to be in an office or whatever, but what is sort of the work culture expectation you know, if you're in a, a tech startup, that's insanity. You know, it can be really hectic. The hours can be bizarre and long and wild. And it's interesting because it's like, I'm talking to so many people in their twenties now who are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. It brings up sort of two ideas that are almost like oppositional. One is I'm also finding that people want to be like managers or project managers. And yet there's nothing at work. They're not demonstrating. They just think it's something that's sort of handed to them rather than there seems to be a, a disconnect between the idea that you're going to volunteer, you're going to demonstrate, you're going to provide evidence as to why that why that position or that salary that goes with it or that responsibility would be given to you because you need to demonstrate that you're able to, you know, take on things. And then at the complete opposite end i was just reading an article this morning on um people who are overemployed jaw droppingly um there are some people so we're not talking about people who are who are doing two or three jobs to make ends meet we are talking about people who are working at a couple of over 100 grand type jobs and they are so quick and efficient that they are able to get one job done in say three hours a day. So they take on a second full-time job. Mm -hmm. I'm and I'm completely mystified. And part of it stems from um the, the concern with recession, with you know, getting laid off, so that that doesn't impact them as much because they've still got another full-time salary and looking at working, you know, one job on the East coast and one job on the West coast virtually because of the hours and that a partner may not work. So there's still a double income family because <laughs> one's doing two jobs. Um, and, and there's also like, this is a, this is sort of a, a counterculture. It's very, um, sort of secretive in some ways mm -hmm. yeah so it's yeah. kind of like when we're talking working conditions you know the ability to do that hmm like you there's yeah. a bit of sub sub you know yeah there is some secretive action that has to go on to make that work yeah 100 percent. so it's kind of this i don't want to work crazy um and I want to have some security. And the other interesting piece is these people aren't spending a ton of money. They're being very frugal. 
with yeah. their money because they're they're putting it away. They seem to understand this idea. And I think we talked about this earlier when we were talking about money is that it's not this constant progression. It's like a roller coaster. And yeah. um, we don't always make more at our next job. You know, lots of people make less at their next job. Mm-hmm. And so just in terms of working conditions, it's it's that what are the expectations at work in terms of the culture and extra hours or not extra hours and how do you think like i guess for our our parents and our educators and our mentors you know how do they encourage youth to find that out how would they suggest finding out more about working conditions for different jobs i think there are two things one is i'm just a big fan of shadowing people going and actually seeing what it looks like, because that's so different than anything we read generally. However, I will say one of the things that I loved, I love about career cruising um, as a platform is when you're looking up jobs, they have a part that's interviews with, with usually at this point, they do binary, right? One male, one female. Um, And in those, they have interviews with them. And they also have, sometimes video um there's another there's another platform called the edge factor which also has a fair amount of video and a number of school boards or counties have have purchased access to that and so looking at some watching some of those videos can be really cool i'll Mm -hmm. bet you know as i'm yammering on checking out youtube you know Mm -hmm. like you might find some fascinating um videos in terms of showing people what things actually look like as opposed to Mm -hmm. what we think they look like yeah a lot of times i'll suggest like instagram or tiktok as well a lot of people like to make like day in the life videos so yeah i mean you're gonna be on tiktok anyway you may as well look up something useful (laughs) (laughs) very real all right any any uh last thoughts you want to toss out before we wrap this episode I think the other sort of the other piece in working conditions, you know, we know some of the obvious things um, and to think about, I think the things that we are most shocked by is, is, or that my clients are the most shocked by is more of the hands-on work, those kinds of jobs. They didn't quite realize how, in fact, how physically demanding those are. And, you know, um, standing, doing road construction in the spring is completely different than doing it in the summer when the temperature gets really nice and hot and the sun's shining is different than doing it in the fall when it's like, oh, probably the perfect weather, as opposed to the winter when you've got a bitter wind coming across. Um, So it's thinking about the whole picture sometimes that we may or may not realize and just you know if we think about seasons I think that's a great conversation that we might not be having um but we could easily have around the dinner table what what does the season look like in this job in all of those in all of our jobs you know how does how does the season impact what the working conditions look like yeah that's a good place to start for sure all right 
I think that does it for working conditions for this time. I'm sure we'll come up with a million other ways to talk about it and it'll creep into other conversations. Um, but we will see you next time on The One About Careers. Thanks for listening to The One About Careers podcast. You can catch up with past episodes at theoneaboutcareers.com. Join us next week for another bite-sized conversation.